ABC Radio Australia. Researchers believe there could be a link between the deadly recent cyclone Gabriel and last year's volcanic eruption in Tonga. The Hunga Tonga Hunga Hapai eruption propelled about 58,000 Olympic, Olympic swimming pools worth of seawater into the Earth's stratosphere. And that water vapor is thought to be acting as a greenhouse shield. Well, that's the theory at least, and it's being examined by New Zealand's National Institute of Water and Atmospheric Research, who will be spending the next couple of years modelling the vapour's effects. Nick Fogarty spoke to the Institute's Principal Atmosphere and Climate Scientist, Dr Olaf Morgenstern, who started by telling him about the origins of the research. This is a report that has been commissioned, I think, by the parties to the Montreux Protocol. The Montreux Protocol is this... Um, treaty of, which was signed in 1987 to protect the ozone layer, and the parties are the governments of the world, including Australia and New Zealand. The report is in a planning phase. We haven't written the first word, and most of the research hasn't been done yet. So the hypothesis is that um, <clears throat> the volcano would have had a couple of impacts on climate, the magnitude of which we want to investigate, and whether or not this could have had an influence on tropospheric weather, especially on the formation and the fate of tropical cyclones. Uh, so one mechanism is that the, the, the volcano has spewed a very large amount of water vapor into the stratosphere. So, I mean, we don't know of any eruption in the modern era that has created a similar amount of water in the stratosphere. And so that water spreads around the planet and it acts as a greenhouse gas. It, it traps heat. Yeah, I mean, so the, the initial indication that I've read is that it's probably not on the same scale as the anthropogenic global warming, which over a much longer time you know, is also trapping heat, of course. But in the short term, it could have a possibly measurable influence on you know, creating a bit of an extra additional warmth in the troposphere. So how much that is and how significant that is, we have to yet determine. In terms of, of the exact science that you'll be looking at, how can you, I guess, isolate the exact effects of, of this volcano and its water vapour from the other global warming that, that is happening around the world? Yeah, so we have, we have, so I'm in a group of people and institutions around the world who have, um, you know, chemistry climate models. So these are models that <clears throat> simulate the climate of the atmosphere or the, or, the, or the climate system that we're living in, including atmosphere and ocean. Uh, and, uh, and 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 also they contain a description of atmospheric chemistry. And so, uh, well, so we would have simulations with these models that are the baseline, that means in the absence of the volcanic eruption. And the second might be an ensemble, might be multiple of these simulations. Uh, and then a second group of simulations where we have, uh, where we apply a perturbation, so we inject a large amount of water vapor, and we might inject some well, other stratospheric aerosols that are not pure water. They are um, sulfate aerosol. They have a different effect on climate. They cool climate. Um, Volcano has done that too. So we might have these perturbation experiments, and then we see whether these, uh, the, you know, especially in the, in, the, in, the, in the low atmosphere, these two simulations or ensembles of simulations separate, whether they have different uh, behavior, you know, that depends on this additional forcing, that means the volcanic eruption being applied. And if we can find that, then we can attribute the corresponding effect to the volcano. Is it, is it true that this particular warming doesn't really exacerbate uh, the effects of um, existing global warming or, or climate change around the world? 
Um, well, I mean, so in the short term, this will be an additional warming effect on top of warming due to man-made greenhouse gases. Um, but the difference is that, uh, you know, the water vapor that I'm talking about in the stratosphere is will be there for a couple of years, maybe up to five years or so, and then it'll it'll disappear over time. So, uh, and that's different from the, the global warming induced mainly by CO2, where the CO2 has a much longer residence time of the order of a thousand years or so. And just anecdotally uh, being there in, in New Zealand, how out of the ordinary have these extreme weather events such as Cyclone Gabriel been for this time of year in New Zealand? I mean, you know, fundamentally, I mean, now is, of course, the season when these cyclones sometimes hit. Uh, but nobody here can remember uh, a cyclone quite on the scale of Gabriel. I mean, the the pictures that, you know, I've seen are, are just completely devastating. It's, I mean, it's devastation on a, on, a, on a scale that we're really not accustomed to. I mean, the, the idea that cyclones come here and and create uh, some damage, that's not so unusual, but the magnitude of this of this event is pretty uh, much unprecedented. Also, the, you know, only um, probably at the end of January, we had a, this big flooding event in Auckland. So this was not Cyclone Gabrielle. That was, uh, you know, about 10 days earlier, two weeks earlier. Uh, massive flooding also creating, you know, quite a lot of damage in the Auckland area. Uh, and before that, we had, uh, you know, yet another cyclone which hit. And so in, in some suburbs in Auckland, you would have been flooded three times this summer alone, which, I mean, which is pretty much un- unprecedented. We have never seen so much so much rain and flooding and so on, especially in the northern part of New Zealand so far. And of course, Gabrielle, you know, caused havoc all along the northern coast and then it's it's sort of tail end sort of hit the east coast with a with a vengeance.